on episode 98 of Friends of Film and Podcast. This is new news and theatrical releases. On this episode, we'll cover multiple James Franco's, some new teasers, a Super Mario movie, and more after review Just League. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and iTunes by searching Friends of Film. As always, I'm your host, Cooper Hood. Once again, joined by a man looking for justice in the world, Josh Straley. Well, I'm not really looking for justice, but I'm looking for a movie. Nope. I don't know. No. I don't know what I'm looking for. No justice, no movie, some injustice. You never know. Yeah. I've seen a lot of injustice, starting with, <laughs> I guess, this movie we're oh. talking about now. Yeah, so we're going to get into it. We're going to review Justice League this week. Uh, pretty highly anticipated movie, uh, one that is very important for Warner Brothers, the DC uh, mm-hmm. movie universe, and surely a lot of those actors and people involved with this. Uh, if you listen to our preview episode, you will know that we were somewhat looking forward to this movie. There was optimism. There was optimism, but we weren't really sure what we we're going to get. Right. And uh, we're going to tell you what we got, but we'll all absolutely be getting into spoilers for this movie. And once we do, there'll be a timestamp in the description uh, of this episode so you guys can skip ahead to the news because there's still some uh, good news stuff to talk about this week, even if the uh, the movie we're going to talk about maybe isn't. And you know, it's my week to start, so I will jump in. Get into it, man. Um, by saying this movie is... Okay. Okay. Which is a disappointment. All right. Because there are good parts to this movie, Mm -hmm. uh, but then there are also an equal or greater possible uh, number of bad parts. Lay it out for me, percentage-wise. Percentage-wise of what's good, what's bad? Mm -hmm. Um... I don't know. Okay. <laughs> still, still figuring that out. Yeah, well, we'll, fu- we'll figure out the ratio. We here. are we are going through this uh, in a very real time fashion, and f- but for me, the, the thing that really stood out to me were the characters. Most of these characters, uh, I thought were, you know, really solid, especially the actors playing them. I, for the most part, liked all of them, even though I felt there were some inconsistencies in the way they were portrayed or. Uh, the fact that this movie has to skip through so much of their origins and what eventually gets us to a point where we need a Justice League, that it it's a difficult task that this movie's put on by not having an Aquaman movie or a Cyborg movie or a Flash movie or really anything before this where we get to see them in anything other than video surveillance footage. That would have helped because, you know, like Cyborg, I think, was really under chain was really short changed this movie like oh, he yeah. does he doesn't have a, he mm-hmm. doesn't get a lot to do even though he's probably the one that's the most important to the plot yeah i i think ray fisher does a really great job with what he's given he's subtle he's strong um you can see the foundations of a guy who could eventually become a leader to the the titans but he he's not there just yet he's still trying to figure out himself and figure out his abilities because he's very much new to this where he's basically saying every day I discover something new I can do, which can be a little plot um, uh, convenient at certain points. He's like, oh, <laughs> right. today I learned this just in time so I can do this. But for the most part, he was pretty cool. Uh, I liked Cyborg quite a bit. And even though I, I wanted him to have some more action-y moments, he was, a lot of his stuff was, you know, not exposition-y, but... Uh, more story related to being like, yeah. all right, we need to get from here to here and get this to this and do this to this, and then we'll save everything. It's like, but what do you, what do you get to do in that? And hit, what he gets to do is not very exciting, which is why he's not really that involved 
Uh, no, he's ultra involved. He's ultra he, involved, but he's not super shown. Yeah, no, exactly. Like you are very important, sir. But we're gonna give you Put ten you seconds screen. to. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, Flash, on the other hand, mm-hmm. he was super quippy. He was he was oh, he, he was a jokester, and kind of like this movie, there were good parts and bad parts. There were parts of Flash's jokes that I was laughing at. I was like, okay, that's funny. Mm-hmm. Then there were other jokes. Where I was like, nope, and that that one didn't work. And but then overall, he just. You know, he mentions the movies like I've never been in a fight before. Yeah, <laughs> like I just push people and run away, uh, and so then like, but then even then, he doesn't really get that chance to actually be kind of like a superhero. He's mm-hmm. more of like a he almost gets like the Hawkeye treatment in Avengers, where he's like, uh, "We don't know what to do with you, so you're on you're on bug duty. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just go run around <laughs> and do things off screen, kind of." Um, Aquaman, meanwhile, I found very underwhelming. Really? Be- yeah, because he, I thought Jason Momoa near the end of the movie was the Aquaman I thought I was going to get, mm-hmm. but then before that, he was brooding and unhappy and down on his luck almost, and he was very much abandoned. And I was like, this isn't the Aquaman I thought I was getting based on the trailers. And then he eventually got there, but. Up until that point, he wasn't very fun to be around and, and interact with. But then also the scenes he was in, like, it's like, uh, let's include a one-second scene with Mira to set up Aquaman in some way. I was like, that was yeah. just that, – there was definitely a longer portion of that that <laughs> we only got to see a snippet of to try to get me excited for Aquaman. And, but it, in the purpose of this movie, it doesn't serve much of a purpose uh, what is actually going on in that conversation? Yeah, it was almost looked like it was lifted out of the Aquaman standalone movie and <laughs> right? inserted right there. Like I, that, 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 that is possible. Uh, but the standout, of course, is Wonder Woman. She is she's Absolutely. back. Gal is still great in the role, um, even though it was. There are points to this movie where she doesn't feel like Wonder Woman, where they're questioning her not being a leader and how she's abandoned humanity. And I was like, I thought, I thought you retconned this. Uh, what, what's happening? Mm-hmm. Like, we we were fresh off a of Wonder Woman where she's this symbol of hope and heroism and doing the right thing no matter what. And in this movie, she's like staying staying in the background, and she, you know, she's not ready to be the leader yet. And I was like, but that's, yeah. that's who she should be at her core. So I don't, I don't get that. Um, but she has this, she has a really cool opening sequence where she like oh yeah is super super fast like much faster than I thought Wonder Woman ever was, um, and then Ben Affleck's Batman was fine, you know some people I've heard I've seen some people say you know, it looks like he's sleepwalking through this movie, which I think is maybe partially true because he doesn't want to possibly be here anymore, but mm-hmm. also I think that's part of what Batman's story was in this movie, even though. I was a little confused in his first scene. He's already fighting parademons. Yeah. And I was like, uh, does this movie like pick up like right after Batman v Superman? Like that's what a question I have is when does this movie pick up? Because at certain points it seems like, oh, this movie takes place two days after BVS. Other times it seems like it takes place two years after BVS. Uh, some of that comes down to the role Martha, Kent, and Lois Lane play to this other, and, but then there's all stuff with the mother boxes and having them be awakened. Right. It's like, oh, well, they were awakened after Superman died. Okay. Mm-hmm. But Cyborg already got his powers in BVS before 
before Superman died, and they came yeah. from another box. And I, uh, what, how, what? How does that work? Um, I think that's just a part of the rewriting, being like, oh shoot. <laughs> yeah, well, there's a there's a hack together narrative that yes. opens the movie and closes the movie, and parts in the middle too. So you really don't. There's not a, a thread that you can pull that will give you a clear cut story of everything that's happening. No, not not really. And that's the other. That's the biggest, second biggest problem I have with the movie is the the story. There, mm-hmm. it's we know, and we talked about in the preview that WB mandated a two hour runtime or under two hour runtime for this movie, so it clocks in at an hour and fifty nine minutes. This movie should have been like two and a half hours because the first twenty thirty minutes is just like hacked together scenes of, all right, we got to we got to get things moving. We got to introduce Aquaman, Cyborg, Flash do all this setup stuff so that way we can get places very quickly, but then slow it all down near the end where we've reshot most of it anyways. So how much of this is still Zack Snyder's vision? I don't know. And I, I, I'm kind of confident that I would like the full Zack Snyder version on Whedonized okay. a little bit better yeah. than this. Cause I think it'd be a little more coherent in the story. Uh, I think, the way things were set up in previous movies would have actually paid off in this movie the right way and mm-hmm. not been like, okay, I can piece together things based on the previous movies, but also knowing some background on these characters from comics and just reading up on stuff. But the movie itself doesn't present those arcs and those stories very clearly, yeah. especially when it comes to Steppenwolf. He is not good. He's, he's terrible. <laughs> Horrendous. He yeah, is, absolutely. He is, the CG on him is very bad. Video game level. Absolutely video game level. And he had he has stubble. Like he has like a little mustache going. And I'm like, <laughs> why? Why is that a character choice you go with when he has horns coming out of you know his chin? Yeah. I'm like, that just doesn't it's distracting. Right. <laughs> that's 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 like <laughs> the, the most nitpicky thing I've maybe ever said on this show. But it's like why does Steppenwolf need stubble? <laughs> the, 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 his entire, all of his skin looks like a death, like, you know, like a complete uh, disgusting, like, I don't know, slag. Yeah. But yet he can still grow facial hair. Exactly. It's like, if you're going to go to this extent to remove facial hair from this movie, do it on Steppenwolf as well. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's just like, what is his motive? I don't know. Like it, there's like hints that like, I mean, there's not hints. They show that he's attacked Earth before, right. failed, yeah. and they allude to that this is his only failure was to conquer Earth. Mm-hmm. So is is his is his arc coming back to Earth to finally you know go back to a 100 you know percentage point where he's like I've captured all these planets, no problems asked, yeah, except for Earth. But I can go back and do this. But is he doing this because he wants to, or because Steppenwolf wants to? I. Or not or Dark because Dark Side, yeah. yeah. I hear you. I don't know. Like he says, Oh, I'm doing this for Dark Side or I'm with Dark Side at one point. They name drop Dark Side. Mm-hmm. But I still don't get a clear understanding of where Steppenwolf factors into Dark Side and Dark Side's plans outside yeah. of it's somehow connected. There's Gal Gadot's like little uh or Wonder Woman's basically mm-hmm. like she she lays out who he is. Yeah. And then that's the end of it. Yeah. Uh other thing uh wanted to get on uh is and i'll say that for spoilers i guess what else uh i believe the movie ended very differently than the way it was intended to mm-hmm. i think that there are clear signs of two directors in this movie and i know some people have said that it's 
pretty coherent and maintaining one vision, but I you can very much tell what points were still Snyder's and what points Whedon's because of the way Whedon writes and the way Whedon directs, but also a lot of, I think the reshoot stuff is close-ups on people's faces and very not well done green screen effects in the back, which was <laughs> distracting. And there's not really any excuse outside of, you know, I know this movie underwent terrible circumstances and had a very tough road getting here. But if you have to delay this movie a couple of months to get the VFX right on the backgrounds on Steppenwolf, um, on the powers of certain characters or the actual characters themselves in some cases do that because it's going to help because Sometimes the VFX of this movie are distracting and it pulls you out of the movie. It's like, why, how did this, how did this get approved by producers? Yeah. I, I have no idea, but there's still, you know, some points in this movie that still work like the characters, you know, it is cool to see the Justice League finally come together, even if it's super rushed. And it's like, I don't know if this is actually earned at this point. And this rating could absolutely change because I'm trying to kind of nail it down as we're talking through this. But I'm, I don't know. I left this movie. Movie it ended, and I felt so indifferent about it. I was like, okay, I watched this. I didn't, you know, hate it. It was the worst thing I've ever seen. But it also wasn't like, yeah, I really enjoyed myself. I've seen a lot of people like, oh, you know, it's sloppy, but it's really fun. And I think there's a couple fun moments, but not enough to really push it over the top. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to give it two and a half ticket stubs out of five. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. Maybe um, a little kinder than I should be, but that's just, I feel like that's the, the natural place of this movie of where my mind's at right now. Yeah. No, I understand. I mean, all right. Well, hey, this movie is better than Batman versus Superman. But it's also a lot worse. Okay? <laughs> Interesting. And th- th- those are my two minds about it. Because at one, at one point, I got, or let me rephrase that. What was on screen was everything that people said they didn't like about Batman versus Superman. A lot of it was uh, expositionary and philosophical and uh, brooding. This cuts out all of that. But when it cuts out all of that, What's left is just, uh, you know, in, like a, it's like a donut, you know, not a donut, but, you know, empty calories. At least, okay. at, at least when you watch a Snyder movie like Watchmen, Man of Steel, or Batman vs. Superman, clear themes, uh, even though they're, I would say, erroneously presented mm-hmm. and you're dulled down by it, you can extract something from it. This is just like a sugary drink, and mm-hmm. you'll, you'll get fueled up by it. But at the end, no substance whatsoever. And um, fun and fine, but not compelling. Um, if Ezra Miller's Flash wasn't in this film, I don't think we would even be saying fun or fine, though. I think that's fair. So um, the last two movies have been trying to like find their, find their way and grafting Nolan's grounded take but applying it to the superheroes in a much a little more zany of a universe. Mm-hmm. And they finally realized that we're not going to get the Nolan grounded take. And this movie just goes for zany and fun with, you know, characters and so, and so on and so forth. And it does fine with that. Um, the opening scene with Batman and like that looks straight out of a comic book yeah. in certain design aesthetics and all sorts of things like that. And I, and I really appreciate that because, 
you know, or a graphic novel. That That's a better way to take it. And I like that feel to it. Zack Snyder's movies have always had that feel to it. Mm-hmm. But this was finally just saying, all right, throw out and we'll go that way. And they did it. Great. The rest of the movie kind of follows that same tone to it a little bit up until the end. Um, but the the character arcs of this movie aren't arcs at all. They're right angles and <laughs> they fall flat. I mean, you, they're clearly something that's unfinished. And uh, from Cyborg, he broods the whole bloody movie and he is objectively the, mo- the, the most fun guy of all of that. And now we see him lighten up at the end, mm-hmm. um, especially when his armor gets like kind of like a, a regraft, which I thought right. was kind of, I knew something was off and it bothered me the whole movie, <laughs> but they finally gave us a look at a change form of that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, but I mean, come on, Victor is the, like one of the lifebloods of the Justice League and the Teen Titans. And yeah, he definitely had a tragedy, you know, happen to him as a development, but all we got to see him do was complain about it and not, you know, search for answers. Right. And that's, that was something that was missing from that. Um, Batman and Wonder Woman, they have nothing to say to each other in this movie. <laughs> they they poke fun at each other, not poke fun, they stab each other a little bit, you know, throughout the movie, and then they kind of reconcile at the end, yeah. and that was probably the most satisfying point of the movie where, like, I got something out of that other than a laugh. There was, you know, a real exchange, a real, mm-hmm. there was real emotion in that scene. Nowhere else. Uh, um, I already mentioned him, but... Barry Allen, played by Ezra Miller, amazing. Um, youthful, witty, uh, they explore some parts of him. His background is mm-hmm. set up totally fine. Like he was given, they realized that he was a great character, people loved him, and they gave him enough background and emotional pull to make you really, really like him. Yeah. And I can't help but wonder, what if Victor had gotten all of that? Mm-hmm. What if Batman and Wonder Woman, who's movie we we just came off of and saw would have gotten more background too i mean they did give us the opening scene but you know that's not really i mean it was it was awesome to see that action yeah that really wasn't enough to reestablish her in the movie Mm -hmm. same thing for batman um aquaman as well we uh, i don't know if the calculus was well he's got a solo movie coming up let's not really throw much in there no he's a brand new character Mm -hmm. we need to know things about him other than a really cool way to show how they talk underwater. Like, I, I did appreciate that. Like yeah, they that cre- interesting. They create an air bubble through the water, and like, and that's how the oxygen gets in, and that's really neat. I'm just interested to know if that's how it's going to be. For like, James Wan's? Yeah, for James Wan's, or if, like, because that's going to get annoying. <laughs> if, well, like, every other, every single scene you have to enter at a location and yeah. make an air bubble, like, if there's just not some underwater city that they just, like. I'm sure can, there's some, like, caverns and things like I, that, I perhaps. Hope. Yeah, me too. That'd make more sense to me. But yeah, um, you, we already mentioned Ste- Stephen Wolf's plan. It, awful. I mean, terrible. Like the mother boxes aren't explained. They're no. quote pure energy. Not at all. That's it. Yeah. And no. He keep, come and, he, on. and he just keeps calling them. He like he'll just call them mother. Yeah. And it's like <laughs> I was so distracted mm-hmm. by that every single time. Well, it was just kind of dumb. Yeah. It was like, well, if they're the mother, their mother, then like you know, at least give right. us some more mythology of these boxes. Mm-hmm. Where do these boxes come from? Other than they're just what he brought to the planet to conquer it with. Right. Not not great at all. Um, Siren Hines 
guy's got a great voice. Yeah. His, you know, compliments to him. But yeah, like you said, the CG I, and the final battle with him too was like watching King Arthur. Yep. And that's and that's really what it became. Um and you really hated it and I thought it was like, okay, that's kind of fine. Yeah, I think but King Arthur's is still worse than this. It is still worse because that was like all pure CG, it, I would it, say. It sure looked like it. And they had like inserts mm-hmm. of characters, you know, doing things, um, so on and so forth. And, 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 you know, I already talked about the hack together narrative. Um, yeah, the first 20 minutes or so is, all right, well, let's show you everything we got. And then let's have, uh, <laughs> you know, in the end, I, uh, the ending was fine. I, that, that felt coherent. I didn't have a problem with that. But um, Batman's, you know, Batman's turnaround isn't touched on. Uh, there are parts about Superman that I have so many questions over yep. that are just, you know, um, springboarded past entirely. And, you know, at the end of the day, action was fine. Very Snydery. Um, you, like you said, close-ups and, you know, quips and smiles and smirks and uh, throwaway one-liners, all Whedon's um, point of view. But it, all that said, it's cool to see that they were learning as they went. Is it cool to see that? It, it, I'd is, rather to, them... it is to a certain extent because – I still wonder what this movie would have been if Snyder hadn't stepped had had to have stepped away. Yeah. If the reaction to Superman hadn't been so knee jerk. Mm-hmm. Because you can correct some things without trying to overhaul an entire filmmaker's process. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm left disappointed in that. And I'll talk a minute about in here in spoilers because there you said this movie should be a half hour longer. I think it should have been 45 minutes longer. I think That's it should have been fair. more of an epic than Batman versus Superman was supposed to be. Um, so, but all of that said, I'm going to give it a three. Okay. Because I did enjoy it. Okay. But I don't think I'd ever want to watch it again. Yeah. It was like watching, you know, a, a one-off Justice League cartoon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I was listening to uh, Chris Stockman's review of this and he was like, this is a, pretty disposable superhero movie like it's one that you'll you can sit down with and have fun with but you're never you're not you don't have that urgency unless you unless you like it i think a lot more than we do to i gotta see this one again a second justice league or another sort of team up with these characters sure i would i would still be interested to see that and if it's to see one director's take on these characters but this one, it's not one that you know. I'll I'll probably buy it the first day it comes out on Blu-ray, but it's not going to be one that I'm going to instantly sit down and watch again. Yeah, it, it's 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 a it's a great one-off. If you want to yeah. see all your all these live-action versions and takes on characters, like you said, you know, team up and fight together. Here you go. Mm-hmm. Which isn't what your biggest movie should be. It should be like the one that you want to keep revisiting because it has all these characters together for the first time it you know it should be the big spectacle and yeah. yeah this is really just the you know 
the final battle yeah. of the big spectacle movie. So let's move into spoilers. We can talk about some of the nitty gritty of Justice League. So if you haven't seen Justice League, skip ahead to the news. Um, but if you're going to stick with us, I want to start with something <laughs> that apparently we're on different sides on, which I thought we'd be on the exact same side. Okay. And, and it's the, the family that they keep cutting back to that's yeah. over in Russia, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Yeah. Outside of like Chernobyl or something yeah. like that. That was terrible. Why was it terrible? They have no purpose. Yes, they're the they're the people on the ground. But but okay, after all the complaints to Man of Steel's destruction, BVS yeah. makes so many overt references say, Oh, thank goodness this area is, you know, wiped away clean. Right. Why then do you then go back to the Man of Steel sort of thing and put people over there instead of having them just fight in a vacant place? Because I feel like they only put people there so they can strangely cut back to them. Like, as the threat mm-hmm. is growing, which made no sense. Yeah. You need and someone's eye point of view. Maybe. I, I don't know. For me, it just didn't do anything other than give something for Flash to do then near the end. Where he's like, yeah. oh, okay, uh, Flash, you're not helping here. Go go help these people to safety. You're telling me the fastest guy on Earth in the universe, possibly? Mm-hmm. That's one thing you can do is push cars out of a city. But he's learning. He's like, this is the first time we see Flash, you know? Yeah. Other than like, you know, him stopping like street muggings. I just thought it was thing. I just thought it was so dumb that like we just keep going back to this family that is adding nothing to the story. Yeah, they do. I mean they're they're there to emote and kind of like interact with the heroes a bit. But they only interact with Flash. Nobody else. And Superman. Not that one family though. That's the thing. If we would have saw multiple families, I don't think it would be as bad, but we just saw the one family bunkered yeah. up in their house. Right. Just continuing to wait for parademons to attack them. Well, yeah. Well, no, they or were trying to avoid out them. Right. Right. But I mean, they were just kind of waiting for it. I mean, like the one girl had like insect repellent. The yeah, other that dude was had like a crowbar. Cute. Like, I was come like, come on. I don't know. I was like, I was over it. Why do you hate people? I don't hate people. I just all right. Give me your next bad take on this movie. That I'll <laughs> the next bad take. Uh boy. Okay, so sticking with the Flash. Okay. He is not very fast. In this movie. Yeah, he's pretty fast. Is he? I would say so. Because Wonder Woman seems about just as fast as him and the way she slides across that floor, catching bullets right. and pushing people out of the way. Mm-hmm. That seemed like a Flash thing. Yeah. And then Superman can catch up to him while he's running at full speed. But Spoiler alert, since we're in the spoiler section, Superman's back from the dead. Yeah. Um, Superman can catch up to him, which means Superman is faster. And Yes. No, well, no. They, they That's the long-running comic question who's right. faster exactly superman I mean, it's, or it's a, it's flash a, yeah and it's a good mid-credit scene but like i'm just saying for the purpose of this like if super superman can catch up to flash which means flash isn't that fast for me i think he i think he was slowed down so much that even superman can turn his head at the exact same speed of flash running at super speed so your problem you sounds like your problem is with superman not flash it well but it's the way flash is handled because Flash should be faster than anybody be able to turn their head around. You, you don't know? dig his effects, then? No, I like, that, I like I like Flash's effects. You don't like the... So you just think they slowed him down, and yeah. you're upset about that. It's the, same, it's, it's the same problem I have with you know the Flash TV show, where he's chasing after people that are like flying through the air. It's like, you're the fastest man on the planet. You should be able to catch up to this guy in a split second. Like, no problems. Well, okay, I haven't seen the, t- the CW show, but... I mean, I don't know who are they, are they villains like that he's fighting and things like that. Yeah, but yeah, the only people he, that he fights though are people that are no, as fast as him, right? No, 
So like the I think it's the first episode. Oh, then of the, the trickster. The first episode of this season, he's fighting like or the villain is this samurai robot that's like flying nice. through the air, and it's just flying at like kind of normal speeds. And Flash is like struggling to catch up to him. I'm like, what are you, what are you doing? Maybe he's got. You like can zip across the city in a split second, and you can't catch up to somebody flying. Well, then maybe it's that's how he, like, you know, yeah. How does he travel in time then? That's a good question. Because he has, he has to go faster than like time will allow. Right. Which I don't know. He has to go faster than the speed of light. Maybe I don't know what the exact terminology is, but yeah, he has to go really, really fast. And the fact that I think it's weird that somebody can turn their head at the exact same, you know, speed that Flash is moving okay. and make and still make eye contact with him. Mm-hmm. It's like that, that shouldn't be how that works. You know, Superman could turn his head because he senses him, yeah. but he should already be past him. And Superman had enough time to see him, continue eye contact, throw people off and go into a full punch action. And he just... Barely slot. He like just barely is able to avoid it. Right. I'm like, Flash is faster than that. Okay, maybe, perhaps. But we don't know how fast he was moving at that point. We don't, like I said, we don't know the full extent of Flash's powers yet. He's still like learning on the job, you know? Still the fastest man on earth. Yes, but he, has, he hasn't really, you know, taken hold of that name yet. Flash isn't plastered on billboards right. or anything like that. So I, I mean, think that's fine. He, like, he didn't even know how to... He, Batman had to give him a pep talk to go save somebody, which I did appreciate. Like, right. I like that. Like, that, that was, was a kid that, nature yeah, to it. That was, like, a good character moment. Been like, I've never done this before. Okay, here's your task. Go save one person. How old is Grant Gustin in... Um, like, how old? Flash? How old's Barry Allen? Yeah, in the um, Grant Gustin Flash, CW. I don't know. He's already been a forensic scientist for a couple of years. Yeah, see... Um, and like, I get, I guess one way they could work around it is like, you know, clearly he's not running and testing his speed all the time. So mm-hmm. maybe he doesn't know how fast he can go, but still, I like to, to see him be a little faster. I Okay. Well, while we're on the subject of flash and what his abilities are, I do love that they established that he needs to eat oh, yeah. millions and millions of calories. Is that, is that something that pops up at all ever? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. That's yeah. a, that's a, that's a key thing. Okay. Yeah. I love that. Uh, Even though I didn't love his joke. He's like, is this a bad time talking about my blood sugar? I was like, is this really the time to make this joke? <laughs> well, I mean, listen, well, what else, everything else that was being said was nonsense, so yeah. <laughs> it might as well but be that, But that scene did have a, one of my favorite Cyborg Wonder Woman scene, like, call, uh, conversations, where he's like, he kind of makes a joke. I was like, oh, Cyborg has some personality. Yeah, it's, Thank goodness. No, I, it's just, it, it really sucked to see, I don't know, I mean, if this movie was about getting Cyborg out of his grieving stage... Mm-hmm. of you know losing his pa- abilities and things like that I, I really would have appreciated them devoting more time to it yeah more time to the accident that he had because he's a new character i mean let's let's talk about that let's talk about those things um what about you what's a complaint or you not a complaint but just a, but just some, a spoiler thought you want or spoiler uh, been part done. of the movie you want to it talk is, about it's really superman okay and his superman's resurrection and the ability that the idea that they already know how to use a mother box and yeah. that I just was not happy with it at all. Um, the fact that the mother box was involved or just the entirety of the whole thing? The entirety of the whole thing. I don't think, I think Superman's mythos should, you know, transcend a metal box, you know, touching, you know, some kind of fluid and whatnot. Right. Or you use like, you know, his, the, like any of the other comic ways to bring him back to life instead of 
this weird way that doesn't really make much sense. Yeah, I, I, I'm really done with the ship in the middle of the city. I know, yeah. con- I know continuity, la 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 di da di la di da. Still, but you know what? I don't. It's been it's been months, if not, it's been at least like what six six months. How long does BVS take after Man of Steel? Is it si- it's either six or eighteen? I can't remember. Which I think one. it's eighteen months. Okay, so that's a year and a half to clean up this ship. You could have got that done. Right. Whatever this, whatever time lapse happens between BVS and this movie, again, more time to clean it up, especially after a giant Huge. monster is mm-hmm. created from it. Right. Do something about and then, like, it. Like, how, how do they get like in the security, like you know, security wise and all sorts of things? Yeah. Which is that, that's nitpicking. Well, I mean, um, I, but, I liked how Cyborg hacked in and was like, and like Flash yeah. is like, uh, okay, right, here yeah. we go. See, those were team moments. Like that was a team. As Flash and part of Teen Titan? No, he's not. Mm-hmm. Not but not Barry Allen. That was a team moment. That right. I like, you know, that there were not enough so of. In the Superman Resurrection sequence, mm-hmm. we see Cyborg and Flash digging out the grave. <laughs> yeah. Why? <laughs> exactly. I have. I. I. My exact note is that does not need to be there at all. No. Um, like, especially because Flash even makes the reference of, uh, you know, I could do this by myself really, really quick, and he's like, no, we don't need to do that. Why not? <laughs> well, yeah, I think he says, like, so we can, like, talk or something like that. Right. It was almost like a Deadpool-esque hyper-aware moment. Yeah, kind of. you know, I appreciate And, you know, it was kind of funny, but... But then also, BVS ends with the <laughs> the dirt lifting. Exactly. But the, I guess it just falls back down? Because it doesn't mean anything, apparently. Right. If Superman just stayed dead in his coffin for all that time, what was the point of... It lifting other than maybe like a symbolism thing, mm-hmm. but in reality, it doesn't actually do anything because it that tease makes it seem like Superman is being resurrected at that point in time. Yeah, he's just regenerating. It's taking a while. And instead, it's like, no, he just stayed down there. He's just dead. And now we're going to bring him out. Like... Why I th- it would have been way cooler. And I th- I have to believe this is Snyder's. This was Snyder's vision because he was the one that made that tease ending that he was gonna have them dig that dig out the coffin, go and then be like, uh, guys, there's nothing in here. Yeah, and it's like, oh snap, Superman's at the Fortress of Solitude, or even worse, he's on Apocalypse and Darkseid has him, and then it's like, Darkseid sends Superman to team up with Steppenwolf in the final act. That's what I think this movie was originally supposed to be. And instead, it's Superman gets angry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you won't like him when he's angry. Yeah. And the the point, the the pro, the biggest issue with the story is, and especially with the League entirely, mm-hmm. is that the movie is practically a... It's... Them, it's the entire Justice League realizing, oh, we actually suck without Superman, right? <laughs> and they're they're getting, I mean, other than Batman, you know, almost getting his butt kicked by all those parademons, which actually was a good comedy moment, and then mm-hmm. you know everyone showing up to save him. Um, but for the most part, until Superman shows up, they are losing a battle, um, in, or in the final stages of mm-hmm. it, and it's just kind of like, yeah, that that's the whole point of like th- that. Superman missing from this movie w- was a good idea. Mm-hmm. Them having to fight him was a good idea. But does it really jive with we already us already seeing Batman fight him? Right. You know, does it really Which I it makes me wonder if that's why other than them making a lot of ooh, uh Bruce, you probably shouldn't be the first person he sees. Yeah. 
I wonder if that's the reason why everybody else was there to fight him is because, well, we already showed audiences this, so we don't need Batman to be there. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure he would have died <laughs> if yeah. Superman punches him in the gut exactly. without his without his armor on. So, yeah, I don't know. Plus, it also, I think, just ruins the whole super, the death of Superman arc. Like, you can't do this again. You can't right. kill Superman and then have the black suit moment or anything else. It's just, it's gone. You wasted that in... 30, 30 minutes because that's the last 30 minutes of BVS and then it's only addressed in this movie for like five minutes really so that was that was kind of disappointing to see that whole thing fizzle out exactly even though I mean it was a outside of my flash speed problem stuff that seeing Superman fight the other people was cool absolutely and he was just like super powerful mm-hmm. like easily the most powerful he's been in the movies so far because he's just like no stop stop no yeah. you guys can't move me and I was like this is Superman I want to see. Like, right. I want to see the guy that's just like so powerful you can't stop him. Exactly. Yeah, it was like you know finally a redux of Man of Steel, mm-hmm. where watching him and uh, not Khan Zod Zod <laughs> wrong interesting wrong series. Yeah, watch them go toe to toe is because like they're both Kryptonian, they're both on the planet, and it really really worked. Um, here watching him fight the Justice League. Yeah, really cool. But guess what? It lasts five minutes, like you said, six Probably, minutes, seven yeah. minutes before Lois Lane shows up. And Lois is the key. <laughs> yeah, and you, you and you you know that that wasn't no, that was not the way it was supposed to go. Yeah, I really do think it was kind of like a final moment type of a deal. Um, or I think it's the Kickstarter more so into the third act where it's like Lois shows up, convinced him, and then they're like, "Soups, you got to come with us to Chernobyl or wherever we're at because yeah. we got to stop stuff." And he's like, "All right." But also, okay, so since we're on that whole thing, uh, what did you think about the you smell good line? Yeah, what the heck? What? That I, was that was definitely I, – I, I don't know I, if that's Whedon because, again, because of mustache gate, I'm pretty sure that's a Whedon thing. But that felt like – really just that was just like not a good joke no it wasn't a good joke at all and i have one my one thing is here i hope amy adams made like made 10 million dollars for whatever she her for her role in this movie mm-hmm. because unused unused dumb in a lot of ways like yeah. her, you know her conversation with um martha kent mm-hmm. and all of that in the beginning was nice and that was a great moment. Yeah. But everything else, to have her just show up and then have, and then to say that line and stuff mm-hmm. like that, it's just like, no, 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 no. And no, like, no. there's clearly other stuff that was cut from this movie because we saw like the, uh, in the trailer, that scene of Alfred going, oh, I, he said you'd come. Let's just hope you're not too late. Right. I have to believe that's right after he left Kansas and he flies to Batman's lair because he knows where that is somehow. I guess, I, I guess. probably. Um, or in that, if that is the way it plays out, and then Alfred gives him that new suit because he's wearing a new suit. It has the silver in the chest. It looked like other than a somewhat goldish. So, yeah. I think that's the way it was supposed to go. And I don't know why you why you cut that. Right. Like that just seems especially if you're going to show it in the trailers. Like why why do that? Because it just seems it just seems off. And then plus, like I don't know. I hate. <laughs> that they are trying to play up the fact that Superman and Batman are like buddies. Like these guys were at each other's throats last time they saw each other. Mm -hmm. And like the fact that it ends with Superman or with Batman buying the bank to get back Martha's house and then just buying the house. And, or also if you, 
And then, but he was also at the funeral. So why wouldn't Batman just buy? Why wouldn't Bruce Wayne just buy the house back if he knew well, it was going to be foreclosed to he's, begin with? He's super rich. Okay, I mean he's got right. The, yeah, I mean yeah. I'm just it's saying, a joke like, line. you know, like if he really was trying to like you know watch out for, or if he really cared that Clark slash Superman died. You don't think Batman would be like keeping tabs on Martha? Yeah. Being like, oh, her house is going under. Right. I'm going to buy it and just pay off the bank so they don't mm-hmm. have to worry about it. But no, it just lets it go. And then he can make a joke at the end that, hey, we're we're buddies, even though we're not yeah. <laughs> really. Right. At least not what's been shown on screen. There's no reconciliation between the two at all. No. And that's, and you know, that, like I said, there's a missing 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. And that is absolutely one of them, um, especially to what makes Superman want to go say, go help those people out last right. before we see him um, in Chernobyl or wherever that mm-hmm. city is with the nu- the burnt out nuclear reactor. He's just in Kansas with um, Lois and Martha, mm-hmm. and they're kind of having like a they're they're finally having closure or something yeah. like that. And the next moment, Superman's punching Steppenwolf mm-hmm. and kind of saving the day yeah so it's like what what did he learn what was up with him right during his you know his sabbatical like all we know is that he like somehow lois snaps him out of his evil rage and that they go back to kansas and in less than a day i would assume he comes back to being regular old superman but i also found it weird that he was like lois did you call mom i'm like yeah. Nobody is going to tell Martha, like, mm-hmm. hey, your son's back. Yeah. Like, why wasn't she the first person you called? Like, I know Lois is the key and whatnot, but, like, why wouldn't Batman? It would have been really cool if in that car next to Alfred was also Martha. Like, if you're going to go through this whole big thing of Martha, 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 right. you know, I'm going to save you because your name is the same as my mom's name. Like, have Martha be a little bit more involved in this yeah. movie. Uh, yeah. I, I... That I mean, I guess that's nitpicking a little bit, kind though. Of. But there's just so much I wanted to know. Um, like I said earlier, Batman and Wonder Woman, they they should really have had something to say to each other. Right. I mean, especially with the way Patty Jenkins' Wonder Woman film ends, it looks like they're, they're friends. Mm-hmm. And the next thing you know, they show up and they're like, okay, well, we're going to be passive-aggressive to each other right. when we plan to save the world. And then next time they're together, they're at each other's throats. And, and then after that, it's flirty-flirty. Yeah. Let me snap your shoulder into place. Well, I didn't think that was too flirty because I was worried about that going mm-hmm. there. And I was like, no, Same no, pretty flirty. No, I mean, no. also, where did Wonder Woman get that scarf she's like randomly throws on? Yeah, that's actually really cool, though. Right. Like, she looked great. Like, she looked, Gal looked stunning. But I was like, are you just throwing that on to, like, <laughs> dollar up a little bit for this kind of, you this know, scene? teasing this romantic stuff? Oh, that's kind of a good point. I did wish that they would have given her some kind of more armor. Um, yeah. And then, you know, I already talked about Cyborg and his missing stuff, but also the mascara felt like it got retconned. Yeah. When we were there, I did not feel like it was a Patty Jenkins, you know, there's the, there's no con- there was no, no continuity there. And I, I like. And also, I'm going to say it, but you could definitely tell Snyder or Whedon or someone directing this was not the same person as patty jenkins you could t- the camera drifted to places and you're just kind of like mm-hmm. no that doesn't Even, work so well especially there's one scene where barry allen meets wonder woman and there's the, the camera just starts right on Gal's yeah butt, and i'm like yeah. what the heck yeah there's a couple of those moments where and, you're just like 
like the, 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 the shots that start the Wonder Woman scenes or just like the clothing she's wearing. Like when she goes to meet Cyborg, she's just wearing like super deep cut. Like, well, I don't, you, you I don't remember her. You know, in Wonder Woman, she is wearing like a turtleneck. Right. Like she is fully covered, like totally, totally, totally good. But she still looks great because it's, you know, freaking yeah, I just, Gal Gadot. You know, like you, there's. Plus uh, then, yeah. with, since you mentioned Flash, when he like falls on her. Right. I was like, that's awkward. And then he mm-hmm. like uses the speed to like. Get back up. Get, get yeah. up. But then she like smiles. I was like, what? I was like, right. I was like, what? Wait, did something just happen? I, I don't think anything like re- like really bad happened, but I was like, did he just like I don't know? It just it just seemed weird. It was yeah. That whole it, exchange was just off. It was one. I mean, I don't know what. All I know is Gal Gadot is really good in this movie, mm-hmm. but she also gets Wonder Woman gets used in like ways that are just kind of like, nah, isn't she better than this? Yeah, like, right. We just saw her kick exactly. so much butt in her own film. And That's I, what was like so like distracting about it. it's like you are wonder woman but at points you don't feel like you you're, are you're you're definitely be not being yeah and which is i'm i'm i can't wait for wonder woman 2 mm-hmm. <laughs> absolutely yeah, I, please i'm so glad patty jenkins is back yeah if if there's one film. other if there's one we've been kind we've been kind of negative so far in our spoiler thoughts uh, pretty negative i would say yeah if there's one thing i want to give them a little credit for and just kind of call back stuff uh when they're having the debate of whether or not they should even bring Superman back from the dead, mm-hmm. you know, I think it's everybody except for Batman and Aquaman are like very much. No, 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 we shouldn't do this. It's super yeah. dangerous. We don't know what the outcome's going to be. But then I love Bruce has a line basically saying like, if there's any chance that this is going to work, we have to try it because we need him. And I love, it. it's kind of a callback to BVS where Alfred is talking to Bruce about mm-hmm. go are you sure you want to go after Superman like he's hasn't really done anything wrong he's like if there's even a 1% chance that he could be our enemy it's our it's our absolute uh responsibility to go after him and defeat, yeah. defeat him and I was like it's kind of cool to see that you know that shift happen with Bruce right the all or nothing mentality but at the same time I don't feel like that was completely earned in a movie yeah. and a half what, what what's his penance Mm-hmm. Other than just watching him get buried and realizing, oh, he had people that loved him. And now right. there is a little bit of a talk between Alfred and Batman about that very thing where mm-hmm. he's like, the dude's more human than I am. Right. I hide in the shadows. It's a great line. And do nothing. You know, basically abandon my the entirety of my family with, you know, that with Wayne Manor just being completely um, left to ruins. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, he had a job. He had a family and he had someone that loved him. And I'm totally opposite of that. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I like, I l- there, there were those moments, mm-hmm. but I would have loved to have seen that, you know, related to other people. I would have right. loved to see him relate that to Wonder Woman. I would have loved to have him had a conversation with Clark other than, here's your house. Right. Uh, see, see you around. <laughs> see you around, pal. I mean, come come on. Bruce, I mean, Bruce is brooding, but he's, I think he's not incapable of you know, having a direct conversation with anybody. Right. Um, Jeremy Irons is just as good as he was prior. Um, mm-hmm. I did love, he does have a quip about, you know, being kind of the grandfather of Batman where he's like, right. One woman's like, well, or he tells one woman's like, looks like he got a date. And then <laughs> somebody like, is around. Yeah. Here. <laughs> somebody is around here. So there's that, there's that Michael Caine ask sarcasm yeah. that, uh, was definitely established from the Nolan films. Yeah. Uh, Going, you mentioned since you mentioned J.K. Simmons and some of the other side people. Yeah. Um, 
we don't see Volko. He was cut from the movie. Um, Volko. Willem Dafoe's character. Oh, sorry. yeah. Um, then Mira is only in it for really two scenes. You could you could argue it's really just one. Two sequence. scenes, two minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't love, I, I liked her look, but I don't understand the way they set her up because Mira and Aquaman are supposed to be like, you know, destined lovers. Like there's like, they're, they're always going to fall in love together. And yeah. instead they're like at each other's throats. They're which, very like, upset with each other. She is. Yeah. She's very much like, Oh, you abandoned us. How dare you come back now? Right. All this stuff, which I'm like, how is this going to work in Aquaman? If they are going to play up that love angle, I don't want it to be such a sudden, a sudden shift where it's like, all right, you hated each other last time I saw each other, but now there's a six month jump. And in that time frame, Aquaman's been around and yeah. everything's, you know, worked itself a little bit better and now we get to see where things go yeah it looks like he's more of the prodigal son yeah instead of um you know like and like an like he abandoned them right or so forth and the, yeah and they also mentioned or she mentioned that like queen atlanta is no longer there yeah it looks sounds like, like, she's, like she's dead yeah she's dead which i was like wait isn't nicole kidman playing her so in the like Aquaman movie yeah. which goes back to the whole way this this movie and also this DC universe has been crafted together because it seems like okay we're gonna get we know there's a young Aquaman in the movie we know mm-hmm. Aquaman's um, father is in the movie uh, even rumors of um, Black Manta's father are all in the movie which would all take place prior to Justice League which would take prior to Aquaman Yeah. so it's like why are we we're going to keep getting flashbacks to their origins instead of getting their origins first and then this, even though I think Aquaman's more interesting in Justice League as the non-king who has to learn, okay, I have these powers, I have these responsibilities, I should probably do something about it. I think that's a good arc, yeah. pushing him into the solo movie, but I still would have liked, I, I, like, I want to see his rise to become king, but I also wish could have seen that before in a way, and I fear we're going to see tons of flashbacks whether it's flashpoint or whatever happens with the flash movie because we got to see how you know um barry Allen's mother died and mm-hmm. why he wants to change the future or why he wants to change the past to begin with and yeah. we're going to get flashbacks to that stuff cyborg i'm sure we're going to get flashbacks to his college days and where he's still a football star because mm-hmm. they haven't really established that in the movies um mm, no just in and, and things like, like I, that yeah. i just it just i don't want to see all this flashback stuff to characters we already know because then it's just delaying their character progressions so uh those were uh, a little bit disappointments for me um what did you we got to wrap this up kind of quickly um so we still have time for news but uh briefly mustache gate you could distracting tell, or no yeah distracting could be especially because when you see cavill in a few frames without it you're like oh that is a really really different because it, Looks like they just kind of went ahead and applied a layer to his entire face because mm-hmm. I don't know how you do that stuff. But right, it looks like they just like cloned out his top lip and like it mm-hmm. just it just doesn't move. That's the weird thing. His top yeah. lip just like stays flat mm-hmm. no matter what <laughs> mouth shape it is. It's yeah. just completely flat. It Definitely just a travesty weird. to have had that happen. Not a travesty, yeah. but but it's, it's distracting. It, yeah, you you can and, tell. And, us it, that. and it's a clear sign of the reshoots because you're mm-hmm. like, okay, well. Unless unless they applied it to all other scenes to try to mask it in no, some way. No, they didn't because the ending frame with him and Batman, he looks fine. Yeah. So, so that was uh, that was distracting. I also didn't like you mentioned kind of that the final battle with Steppenwolf was kind of you know anticlimactic, video gamey. Yeah, and I didn't like 
that they used the parademons. Oh, Steppenwolf's fear has fear now. Step mm-hmm. the parademons are going to turn on him, and then he gets taken away by a mysterious boom tomb. Yeah, and I'm like, uh, his, what, he, a, what a what a what a distracting and uh, his entire out ending. His entire plot, like, where is he beaming in from? Is there a ship in right. orbit? We there's so many. Like, yeah, things every that time I just he beams out, is, is he going back to Apocalypse? Be like, hey, Dark Side, here's the progress I'm making, or yeah. is he going to? Yeah, they don't answer that. Uh, we also don't get to see Cyborg open up any boom. Boom, boom tubes and i'm like that distract i mean that's a missed opportunity you could yeah. have had him i'm sh- like why not open His- up a, a boom tube to travel up to steppenwolf's lair instead of using the quinj or the the fox jet whatever you want to call it the right. bat jet like having them fly there he could just do that in an instant time travel he's learning on the job I sure suppose, i mean yeah you know? he's still getting those powers but mm-hmm. uh we also saw that flashback scene to steppenwolf's first arrival yep I didn't like the way it was executed because it was the way you kind of predicted that it was just going to be voiceover monologue exposition. Yeah. Didn't like that. But we got to see Green La- a Green Lantern. We got to see a lantern. We got to see a guy, some some kind of guy with lightning. Yeah, most people not... think it's Zeus. Okay. Not but Shazam 1.0. I, I would love it if that was the case. That'd be really cool. It would it, be cool if they had a callback for that. Especially with Shazam coming out in a, a year. A year-ish. Yeah basically a year and a half but yeah i liked the green lantern tease even though the uh having him lose the ring when he died and then kind of float off the like, ooh, he's gonna go find you know how jordan somebody that's not mm-hmm. that that right. scene took place five thousand years ago like exactly. that's not what it's gonna be so it doesn't really matter that the ring left but i mean it's good to introduce all that stuff and we actually got to see his powers in action mm-hmm. um Clark Kent is back as well. We see Superman walking around, strutting his stuff yeah. on the regular streets. He's back in Metropolis, and uh, people don't seem to mind. No. Hey, you're not dead. Well, you know, I took a vacation. Okay. But I was at your funeral. We buried you. Oh, no. You saw Stranger Things? Yeah? Yeah, it was It was just like that. It was a cover-up. Right. <laughs> uh, oh, uh, okay. There's a lot to talk about. Like that? Like that? That's weird. Um, And then just kind of, before we kind of... F- ended up by just kind of touching on where all these characters are projected to go now mm-hmm. is there anything else you want to mention uh are we talking post-credit scenes uh not yet okay no i'm good nope okay so uh i think uh for batman he's going to set up the hall of justice that's cool yeah even though that doesn't necessarily mean ben affleck's gonna be the one sitting at that table sure um wonder woman she's looks like she's ready to be in the public eye again even though she kind of was at the beginning of the movie anyways so right yeah, she, what what her arc was mm-hmm. again not really that clear um we get to see cyborg in his new armor like you said yep uh aquaman goes back to atlantis okay uh but then we get to see barry he uh gets it he like be- actually becomes a forensic scientist which is cool it mm-hmm. means we're actually like going down that path it isn't surprising but it, after you know him saying oh i can't get in and his dad saying give up on your dreams yeah Go to leave leave, leave me alone yeah <laughs> weird uh it's good to see that's the way they're going. But then, yeah, okay, so the mid-credit scene, mm-hmm. we touched on Superman, ba- Superman yeah. and Batman race. Now, that wouldn't be a kind of Superman and Flash. Mm-hmm. We get the race, which is cool. Yes. We don't get to see how it ends, which no. obviously. Which, but that's the, that's right, the running that's, joke. That's the Every joke, time yeah. that they have the race, something happens. Where right. They're like, okay, we're, we're, not, we're not counting that one. Right. Or we get to no see answer. just the start. Yeah. And they race to the Pacific, which is that yeah, way, which, yeah. Uh, Barry Allen doesn't know his directions, right? Which is great. Uh, yeah, that makes and he hates uh, he hates brunch, mm-hmm. which 
<laughs> it, was a, it was a fine callback. Uh, yeah, that was a great joke. Then, but the big one that a lot of people have been buzzing about is the actual end credit scene, the the, the yeah. post credit scene where we see Joe Manganiello's Deathstroke for the first time. We do unmasked even, which I thought he looked great. Yeah, uh, and then Un- actually unrecognizable. Yeah, I couldn't have told. If you would have told me that was Joe, I wouldn't have known. Right. I'm like, no, that's William Defoe with a goatee. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be I awesome. I mean, really. Um, but then he, we see him because he is being recruited by Lex Luthor, and Jesse yeah. Eisenberg is back in the role. Mm-hmm. Uh, it looks like he's an improved version than what we saw in BVS. Even though yeah. I didn't, I didn't hate him in BVS. He's not as uh, whimsical and uh, fidgety. Much more goal oriented. Yeah, which I mean, he's been through prisons. So maybe it's hard to bump a little bit great if he's going to stick around it can be a more uh the lex luther that everybody's kind of used to and been expecting yeah and he brings deathstroke to his private um boat after he has escaped uh prison mm-hmm. at uh, arkham asylum that he's like deathstroke's kind of like why why am i here he's like well superman's back and uh they're forming a team and i think we should form a league of our own yeah which setting up the injustice uh league is that what they're called? Yeah, that was like the secret villain, super villain society. I guess, I guess there's like there's different ones, okay, but that's sure. the one a lot of people are speculating is the one they're going to go down. Okay, awesome. But, I mean that that's cool. They if, don't have enough villains for that yet, but right, all right. Like we're getting Black Manta. Maybe they pull uh, Black Adam in there, mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, maybe get Joker and Harley, or Deadshot, or somebody else from Suicide Squad to come in. But yeah. Yeah, I mean, if it's pulled off well, sure. But at the same time, unless you're going to give Lex his like own suit, his own crypt, uh, kryptonite suit, or get do something with him, yeah, he's not going to be that big of a factor in like the actual any actual confrontations outside of planning and stuff. And then, you know, it's just it'll be the problem uh, that I had with like you know Black Adam potentially being Suicide Squad too. Mm-hmm. You have to match power sets. Yeah. So the Justice League has proved they're very, they are very powerful, and you have to find. More people that are more powerful than just Deathstroke to uh, actually combat these guys eventually. Exactly. So we'll have to wait and see if that actually comes to fruition at any point because we don't even know what the future holds for this universe. And we'll probably mm-hmm. do a big question about that in a couple of weeks. But that's all we got for our review of Justice League. So we'll be right back in a bit with the news. We're back with the news, and as always, we are going to start with some trailers. This week, we got our first look at Deadpool 2. Yes. Kind of. A bit. Which actually may actually not be called Deadpool 2. They're calling it now Untitled Deadpool Sequel, which is either a really meta title, yes. which would be great, but Fox has said that they don't know what the title is yet, so mm-hmm. that's what they are just using currently. So okay. what did you think of the Deadpool 2 teaser? Great. Uh, the Bob Ross skit, w- hilarious. I, I, I was cracking up the entire way through, <laughs> just like his 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 very committed approach to it. But then once it actually comes time for him to paint something, it just falls out the window, right. and then he'll start again and again and again and again. Um, absolutely terrific. But and then of course there's this bam 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 cut at the end where you're mm-hmm. like okay well there's there's what they wanted to really kind of show us right. and 
totally appreciated the heck out of all of it. But you caught it first. Yeah. You you seem to know what's going on there. I don't. Do you, Where? With this Deadpool. I mean, first of all, Bob Roskett. Like, what did you think of it all? Eh. Eh? Eh. You didn't like the skit? I don't even know who Bob Ross was until a couple weeks ago, honestly. Because uh, one, one of my friends went as him for Halloween. Uh, he's the like, PBS I, painter yeah, guy. I know that who would he show is now. Every but like, to- I didn't know he was like this big cultural icon. Like, I think I've heard his name and seen him his face before because I, like, I kind of recognize this. Mm-hmm. Uh, not from this, but when my friend dressed up as him for Halloween. But then I was like, who? I was like, who are you? I, was like, I don't. I don't know. Uh, so Man. I missed the boat. So this one, it just didn't do anything for me. You're just kind of like, why is he painting? Yeah, I was like, okay, that's funny. Like that he's, you know, like his paint color names. Those were hilarious. Those were good. Um, but it was also just a lot of, you know, he's making jokes about uh, <laughs> pleasuring yourself. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> the, the you know, brush. cocaine mm-hmm. and like, I don't know. It just made me realize. I was like, okay, you know, Deadpool was great. Do I need a sequel? I don't know. Really? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm just not that excited for it. You're not that excited for Deadpool Untitled Deadpool sequel? Not currently. What? The, I mean, the the thing that got me most excited for this was the 10-second just, like, rapid-fire scene shots. What the Where heck? we saw Dopinder yes. <laughs> spitting. I thought, that was, I thought that was hilarious. Mm-hmm. And then Negasonic Teenage Warhead looked awesome. Right. New haircut, uh, new suit, and she just like obviously doesn't care at all because yeah, she's totally just BA. flipping off whoever she's talking to or mm-hmm. whoever's standing in front of her. And then you know we get to see some cool action stuff and very weird stuff like Deadpool's in a coffin. I thought that was I thought yeah. that kind of stuff was good and funny, but it like <laughs> overall is like taken as its entirety of like the Bob Ross thing, and I was like, eh, okay. I am like I'm, I'm mu- aghast. Like I'm much didn't... more excited for New Mutants than Deadpool. Too. what in the world plus it's the sequel thing like deadpool was so good can they match the 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 lightning in a bottle that was deadpool i don't know i mean there's there's also that may be me projecting my concern for the movie mm-hmm. over the trailer but i was like okay i think julian Dennison looks ter- oh yeah so cool i don't know what he's doing it looks like he's setting a church yeah. on fire it looks like he has firepower which is yeah, cool i know so i can't wait to see how he comes into this and what his interactions are with deadpool um especially if he is like a superpower kid mutant and that's like kind of deadpool's thing oh i'm just, sure he is it'll right. be great if it's like almost hunt for the wilder people-esque with deadpool as sam neil and yeah oh you know, <laughs> that would be terrific julian dennis is just kind of following around like hey man mm-hmm. uh what's what's this yeah what, what what do i do here what do what do we do with all this stuff and then what, he's like shut up kid <laughs> Like I think that, that I think, would be so I think good. that'd be fun. I don't think he's gonna have that big of a role to play in this because you still have Domino and Cable, plus right. Colossus, Negasonic, Teenage Warhead, Blind Now, Weasel, Dopinder. That's right. Like it's a big cast. Now D- Domino and Col- not Colossal, but the time travel Josh Brolin guy. Cable. Cable. They're they've got a relationship. Like they're mm-hmm. they're together in like comics. Yes. So they're any chance that they're kind of like set to the background of this, and then like Deadpool's just kind of mm-hmm. like. Him and he's like with this kids like following him around Maybe. and all of a sudden I mean, there's looked, a huge battle between I don't know. I don't I think it like almost lo- looks like Cable is gonna be like kind of off on his own a little bit and that we we at least see a shot of Zazie Beats uh, in the trailer very, very, very quickly. Yeah. And we only get a very quick glimpse of Cable's hand. Mm-hmm. So I, yeah, again we don't that's the thing. I'm just so curious about I I wanna know what this movie's actually going to be. 
before I you know, get super excited because they like released this synop this synopsis in quotes for the movie that's just t- completely ridiculous that like doesn't make any sense. It's absolutely not the right the real synopsis, but it is just like the fakest, most insane thing you've ever heard. Which is like okay, that's funny, but I also still would have liked to actually kind of know a little bit about Deadpool too. Yeah. So. I did not read the synopsis. What was it? Do you know? I I, I do not know off the top of my head. It is okay. it is absolutely zany and weird. And if you have any other thoughts on the trailer, I will look it up real quick as you. I uh, no, them. I do. Here we go. After surviving a near fatal bovine attack, a disfigured cafeteria chef Wade Wilson struggles to fulfill his dream of becoming Mayberry's hottest bartender, while also learning to cope with his lost sense of taste. Searching your gain his spice for life as well as a flux capacitor wade must battle ninjas the yakuza um a pack of aggressive canines as he journeys around the world to discover the importance of friendship family and flavor and becoming finding a new taste for adventure and earning the coveted coffee mug title of world's best lover <laughs> yeah like i th- like yeah it's, it's a it's a funny synopsis um, uh, and i think there are you can actually pull some things from that in terms of what family friendship and right flavor. like maybe not the flavor part but like you know he in deadpool he's very he barely survived a yeah. fight with kate with uh ajax mm-hmm. and now he's reunited with vanessa and he's gonna you know fight probably a bunch of weird things as well yeah and we're gonna introduce cable and he's probably looking and struggling for to find his sense of heroism because now he he saved the world the city right some some people mm-hmm. um, once, and now he's like, "Well, do I do I keep doing this?" I could see him struggling with his identity as a hero, and maybe if he even wants to be a hero to begin with. Um, so I think you can pull some stuff from that synopsis, but I still would have, you know, I understand Deadpool's very meta and all that stuff. Yeah, but I was still like some kind of seriousness, a little bit, sure, to give me some details about this movie. Yeah, the last one was set around Christmas, right? No, uh, no, it jumped through all the holidays because oh, there, right. there was that giant yes. sex montage. That's right, <laughs> which was I would uh, appreciate crazy. If, they, if they had like the the portrait of him at Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. I would appreciate if this was set around some kind of holiday to make jokes about. I wonder. I, I'm curious if it's a tease that we're getting an actual trailer Very on Thanksgiving. Soon. Oh, that would be great because that would make more sense. Why mm-hmm. they've had so much Thanksgiving themed marketing, other than I mean the Deadpool marketing for the very first movie was very much whatever's topical at the moment here's a yeah. poster here's a <laughs> here's a clip right for the bachelor season finale or whatever like we're gonna do whatever we can to push this thing on any platform we can so maybe that's that but i also i'm holding out hope that we're getting a real look at it uh this coming week all right awesome but we did get an actual trailer for rampage we this week starring dwayne the rock johnson directed by brad payton it's a movie based on the 1980s video game mm-hmm. uh featuring giant monsters that destroy buildings and <laughs> this movie looks super dumb but yeah. like a lot of fun i know i was just kind of like oh so that's how it's gonna work yeah. type of a deal i mean uh you know i don't hate the premise of the movie but yeah I just don't dig movies like this so <laughs> yeah the, the the story is absolutely ridiculous but i think they know that yeah i hope they're gonna play it very much on the nose and be like all right we know this is stupid but here's the rock and a <laughs> 90 foot gorilla right teaming up together exactly. to go fight a crocodile and a giant wolf and then probably some other hidden monster too i would maybe imagine, right I, th- I mean those are the three main ones in the video game so oh, okay. but i think there are still other ones if memory serves correctly 
Um, so I'm, it would be cool, but cause like, it's clearly super on the nose. Cause like, you know, it ends with the rocks and, you know, the only thing that make the same worse is if it was a giant, if there was a giant crocodile. Yeah. And then there's a crocodile. <laughs> and then there's a giant crocodile. It's like, okay. Like they clearly know, but I also want to give credit to the VFX, this movie, like that gorilla looks great. That it's not, um, it's not Planet of the Apes level no. quite, but it's also the first trailer for me that comes out in April. And if this is where it's at now, it's only going to improve. And I don't know if the, I think, what, who is it? Weta or ILM that did, uh, I think it's ILM that did Planet of the Apes stuff, right? Yeah. Like, I don't know if ILM's involved in this movie at all or if they're just getting help from those people, but that gorilla model is excellent. Very on the nose, for sure. So uh, I'm, 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 I'm excited for this movie. It's it's going to be super dumb, but right. I think it's, it's like San Andreas, you know? Oh, like, yeah. You know, you movie i hate disaster movies but i saw san andreas and i was like no this was this disaster movie was not bad at all it was the first one i'd like since the day after tomorrow with dennis quaid and i think joan hall's in there as well did you see uh 2012 i skipped that no (laughs) woody harrelson's like you know i think i saw that I saw that twice in theaters opening weekend (laughs) what really did you you actually like like it or just because i did like it back when it came out i don't remember much about it but it was on it was unintentional because i i'd already planned to see it with colton but then my dad asked me like opening night or i was i was on my way to see it with colton mm-hmm. and my dad asked me if i wanted to go see it and i was like uh, i'm gonna go see it right now but okay we'll go see it again tomorrow i don't care and uh <laughs> it was fun it was oh, dumb boy um but our other trailer we got this week was the second trailer for the greatest showman yeah this looks great. Yeah, it's like we finally get to see some drama to this now, too. It's not going to be, oh, we're going to put on a show and everyone's going to love it. No, right. people are very, very upset with uh, um, the Ringley Bros, at least. you know, Yeah, P.T. Barnum. P.T. Barnum. So, yeah, like they're setting fire to his, I think he calls it a cathedral or his church, yeah. the Church of Freaks or something like that. I think one of the people out in the street call it. Uh, and yeah, and then there's, there's the heart and it just... Again, it looks like one of the most optimistic, fun, and sunniest movies coming out this year. Right. You know, and I I can't wait to see it. Yeah, I think it's probably not going to be the Oscar hopeful I was hoping for. No. Um, in terms of either Hugh Jackman getting a nom. But I think he'll still get nominations and probably win for soundtrack, best original song, that kind of stuff. Maybe yeah. even costume design. But I think I, th- I just like the story that's going to tell. Like you mentioned, it's... You know, it's not everybody. Oh, cool! The circus is here. It's mm-hmm. the invention of show business, and but it's also a story of acceptance of you know when yeah. he when he goes to these people like the bearded lady, lady or who, anybody else. It's like they're like very cautious and hesitant to be like, no, like people just think we're freaks. Like I'm not gonna go mm-hmm. put that on display. And he's like, no, like trust me, what we're gonna do is going to change that. I'm gonna make you a star. And yeah. I, I like the fact that it's just like kind of accepting who you are, regardless of your look or your talents or anything and uh, um what was the line zendaya had to efron where she he she's like what's your thing and he's like i don't have a thing yeah and she's like everybody everybody has one right oh what's your act yeah what's your act mm-hmm. i was like that's that's i like i just like that line and yeah. uh looks like it's gotta have a good story and the soundtrack is great so from what i can tell already and it looks like there's at least three more numbers that we haven't heard and i've already i've already started to download the soundtrack whenever they release a new yeah. song so so uh, I'm, I'm very much looking forward to this one. 
And another movie that I don't, I think I'm looking forward to is a Super Mario Brothers movie. What? Yeah. The Wall Street Journal revealed oh, this right. week yeah. that Illumination, the company behind Despicable Me, uh, that whole franchise, The Minions and mm-hmm. Sing, uh, they are close to finalizing a deal with Nintendo to get the license for a Super Mario Bros. animated movie. Uh, the film is reportedly years away if this deal closes, which is not a certainty, but it if it does, do you think that this is a good idea and could it break the video game curse? Yeah, because Super Mario is beloved worldwide by everybody. Mm-hmm. And not only would it be a massive hit here because everyone and everybody their mothers and Mario. brothers have played a Super Mario game now. Mm-hmm. Mario is a hit across seas yep. and it is at least it it could give James Cameron's $2.2 billion movie a run for its money. Do you think this could be the biggest movie of all time? I think this could be the biggest movie of all time if you bring the Mario Brothers Whoa, to the silver screen. hot take. Yeah, no, but hear me out. Uh, listen, Universal is already building a... Because NBC Universal owns Illumination. Mm-hmm. So we know that they're building a Nintendo land. Yes. A Super Mario Brothers land. And that is going to be hot. Okay, it's going to be finally, you know, something that NBC Universal has that they don't have to pay dividends to <laughs> Disney with, you know, right? for their characters. I mean, they're going to owe Nintendo, but whatever. So the next step would obviously be to get a movie up up and running. I mean, the live action adaption was what, what was that? Very poorly received. I don't even get like what the what the take was. It was like. Hey, what if Mario Brothers were like, you know, Cheech and Tong and I don't know, whatever the case is. Um, yeah, this would be a juggernaut. I know I would be there day one, night one, and I would like to see it once or twice, especially, you know, there is three decades worth of gags to, oh, yeah. go, to go along with and it would be, it would be such a hit. Yeah. It would be. So for perspective, yeah. the highest grossing animated movie of all time. Mm-hmm. Is frozen. Yep. With one point three billion. Yes. You believe? Yeah. That a good Super Mario Brothers movie mm-hmm. could more than double that. I think so. That is imagine that is crazy. The f- imagine the overseas market potential. No, I mean, yeah, he's huge overseas, but it's an anime movie. That's a lot. That's a lot of people. I I totally understand, but, but hey, everybody would see it. And I mean, I I don't I think you're a little crazy, but. I think it would have a shot to be in contention for maybe the highest grossing animated movie of all time. I don't know if I'd go and say it's the, be the highest grossing movie ever, but I mean, yeah, like you said, Mario is beloved by many. I mean, who mm-hmm. didn't grow up playing any of the Super Mario Brothers games on whether it's a Game Boy or a 64 or whatever yeah, it is. The NES. Even, the NES, you know? yeah. Like, and even now, like they just put a new one out for the Switch. Right. Um, I remember when I first got the, the Wii that – one of the one of the games I played the most was Super Mario Galaxy because yeah. it was so big and it was just never ending. It seemed mm-hmm. like that there's just so much time you can spend in that in that game in that world and never get bored of it. And you can go to so many different things that it can make for a really fun movie and potentially even a franchise if the first one, especially yeah. if it's the biggest movie of all time. Um, and I mean, I think the and Illumination. I've seen some people say, "Oh, it's Illumination. They're gonna." I don't have a lot of faith in them, but the first two Despicable Me movies are pretty solid. Yeah, absolutely. Minions, terrible. I didn't see Sing, so I can't speak to the quality of that movie. But Illumination has a decent track record, and Nintendo would be involved creatively and Mm -hmm. as a producer. So, 
they were they're not going to let them fudge up their <laughs> their star yeah. character like and if anything it could lead to an entire brand of not a, almost a cinematic universe yeah. of you know animated Nintendo licensed movies and then one day which is weird this this came out cuz I almost uh you know texted you earlier this week before this news broke about like man how come we haven't had a Super Mario Brothers brawl movie Oh yeah, that'd be so awesome! Absolutely. And if this movie's a hit, and they launch a Zelda, mm-hmm. and they launch any other thing, and then bring it all together, Super Mario Brothers Brawl, it'd be epic. You know, I was you know unrelated to this news. Totally caveat. I totally agree though. By the way, yeah, a Super Mario Brothers, Super Smash Brothers, yes, yes, Brawl type. I mean, everyone loves that video game. Yeah, it's I awesome. hope they have something for the Switch coming out soon. That would be great. But anyway. Lord, did you see the Amazon news about them buying the Lord of the Rings? Mm-hmm. Why Why has no one made a, a pass at Zelda, Legend of Zelda yet? I don't know. That would be just as epic of a series. It would. Such a missed opportunity. Yeah, I mean, it's never been done in any platform. No so. one's touched it. I mean, not that Nintendo I, would let them touch it. Right. But That's the thing. I think Nintendo's, Nintendo is very stingy in oh, <laughs> letting yeah. people take on their rights. But if this is a hit, I'm sure the floodgates will open and mm-hmm. we'll see the bidding wars yeah. escalate for... Uh, uh, you know Zelda for uh, uh, Prime. Metroid Prime, absolutely. Yeah, like, I think that'd be a great one. That is a series. I'm surprised that hasn't been done already. Yeah. Um, like there's they had, Nintendo has so many uh, IPs under their umbrella that they could license things out and dominate Hollywood for years yeah, without a problem. Probably the next place to be. Uh, I don't know what the word is, but yeah, definitely monetized. Oh yeah, tremendously. Um, one other thing that's trying to be monetized is. The Spider-Man universe over at Sony, and uh, THR revealed this week that Sony is adding Morbius, the living vampire, to their Spider-Less universe. Uh, this comes from the report that Burke Sharpless and Matt Sazama are currently writing a script for the movie following their work on the Power Rangers movie that came out this year, as mm-hmm. well as Dracula Untold, as well as oh some other things as well. Um, why? I, I don't know. Why? Wait, I do know why. Okay. Yes, because because Cooper, they bought Blade too. They have part some kind of deal has been worked out between Marvel and Sony, and Leslie Wesley Snipes is on his way over to reprise his role as Blade to fight Mobius, the living vampire. Why wouldn't you just make a Blade movie then? Because you have to set up the villain. For this so this epic is so clash. so you would. Do Morbius first, and mm-hmm. then we're getting a Morbius Blade movie? Or Morbius is inside of the Blade movie, or Blade is inside the Morbius movie. We're like, who's hunting this guy? Why is Morbius so afraid to go out at night? Because he's a vampire. Mm-hmm. He should be you know, stoked to. Then we realize, oh, snap, Wesley Snipes is back as Blade. Yeah. But if that's not their plan, I have no idea why the heck they would even try this. No, I don't get it at all. Like Venom, I can get mm-hmm. Silver and Black. I get a, I get a little less yep. outside of just the push to right. get you know a female director out there as well as female superheroes. Cool, mm-hmm. great. Mm-hmm. Why a vampire? No idea. Especially one that's really that that is really an antihero at best. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that you know I've seen. I I don't I don't have that much familiarity with Morbius or Doctor Michael Morbius, as his real name is, mm-hmm. but. I believe I've seen him in some sort of animated form, whether it's, I don't know if it was a, a Marvel. Yeah, he pops up in Spider-Man, um, the animated series. Avengers thing or what it was, but if memory, if I'm thinking, and if it is Morbius I'm thinking of, then like, you know, 
he doesn't actually want to be a vampire. Like he was like really sick and then he tried to cure himself and he became a vampire. And that's why he doesn't really even go out is because he just doesn't want to be a vampire to begin with. So like he just like hides away. So like, what's the appeal of that? Of like, all right, here's this vampire. Yeah. But he's just going to lock himself in a room all night and then live by day doing something else. Okay. Well, I don't, I don't get what the appeal is and what, how does this add into Venom? (laughs) How does, I don't, I don't know. It just seems like a genre take. I really hope this is just, you know, Sony being like, all right, well, uh, we heard Disney's looking to buy Fox. Mm -hmm. So let's add some more IPs to our brand and we can go to them and be like, Hey, you can get all these titles from us. What? That's my hope is that they're just kind of trying to build up the upcoming library to make their company look better for somebody else to buy them and that this movie actually doesn't happen. Oh, we'll see. But, but if it I, does, I totally think I could totally see it going down. Absolutely. With like, you know, um, a creative team and all sorts of things, you know, yeah. genuinely interested in creating a film out of this. You are. Yeah. I, I, and listen, I, yeah, I really don't think we'll have Wesley Snipes show up here, but Blade, please bring back Blade. That's what I'm wanting to say here. I'll tell you one way to get me interested in this. What? Because of the Dracula Untold connection, which I know a lot of people don't like that movie. Mm-hmm. I don't mind it. Okay. Mainly because of Luke Evans. Luke he's, Evans. He's played a vampire. Yeah. He kind of looks like Morbius. I'd be I'd be down for that. Luke Evans finally gets a superhero role. Heck yeah! Or you know you get or Robert anti-hero Patterson. role. Who? Robert Pattinson can come back. That way you get some continuity with the Twilight fans. And like, <laughs> what's he doing? He's playing a vampire you're gonna, again? You're going to add Twilight this into tw- this? Is this a Twilight sequel? Oh, well, oh, no, I'm in the movie. Oh, that's not a Twilight sequel, but you already paid for your ticket. And, <laughs> you've, you know, you've bamboozled some people. That's the route they're going. Interesting. Well, if you want to bamboozle some other people, you could make a trailer for a movie with various scenes from James Franco's filmography. Okay. Stitch it all together. And then end it by saying, this is a movie for multiple man. What? Because Deadlines revealed that Fox is developing a solo movie for James Franco in the X-Men universe, produced by Simon Kinberg, that would see him star as multiple man. Who, who is multiple man? He is a guy that can, as his name suggests, multiply himself. Did you see uh, X-Men The Last Stand? Yes. Do you remember the guy who just like makes a lot of versions of himself nope okay well he's in that movie and uh that is that is multiple man so basically he like is just a mutant that can make as many forms of himself as he wants but each of them have almost different personalities so it can create some very fun stuff for franco potentially to have him play like 20 different characters (laughs) All in one, and hopefully one of them is like a Tommy Wiseau yeah. <laughs> type, because <laughs> uh, I think this is a great idea. I think James Franco is a really talented actor. I think he's going to get okay. an Oscar nomination at the, yeah. end, at the turn of next year. You know, I haven't seen Disaster Artist. That's just mm-hmm. what my gut is telling me. Um, and to see him back in a superhero role or a superhero movie where he's not playing a weird version of Green Goblin. Sure. All on board for that. It's being written by Wonder Woman writer Alan Heinberg. Okay. Which is a good sign to me. Yeah. The only thing I may be cautious of is why does he need his own movie? Is it just going to be like a 
genre film X-Men movies, right? Yeah. This is a romantic comedy. Multiple man in a romantic comedy in the X-Men universe. Maybe he's got some kind of guy to punch out or fight, mm-hmm. but it's really just a guy who can copy himself. And he's, he's, he's doing the nine to five, but he's also a rock star, a bartender, and I don't know, <laughs> all sorts of just like just dumb things. It doesn't even have to make any sense whatsoever. But it, X-Men is a genre. Yeah. It's a banner genre film series mm-hmm. brand now. Yeah. And that's what this could be. And it's a great way to have an awesome character actor, James Franco. Like you said, just be all sorts of different people. It's like seeing Split. Right. But with, you know, someone just but as you talented. you could see 16 James Francos on screen at the same time. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 just, I just sold this movie on myself because my <laughs> notes were neat. Wow. With no exclamation marks. <laughs> I, this could be actually pretty good. You know, give it kind of an indie, like an indie 500 days of summer type feel and you're good to go. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah. I think that, I think that's fine. I was, I was going to ask like what, like neck, what genre do we want X-Men to tackle next with this movie? Cause mm-hmm. they've, they've, they've kind of done romantic comedy. You can say Deadpool's a romantic comedy. Yeah. Logan's the Western, uh, it's the horror movie. I don't know, but then I, I don't know what I'd want for multiple man, but or, I, or it could be a psychological thriller somewhere yeah. akin to, but I don't new know if mutants. that's, I don't know if that's too close to new mutants. That's the only thing. Well, I mean, if the band Unless, has an identity crisis and we're like, which copy of himself is the real one? And right. Like why they're all trying to kill each other or, you know, it's like a me seeks type thing mm-hmm. from, um, Rick and Morty or, you know, there's like all sorts of like ways it could go down that yeah. could be pretty compelling. I yeah. think. Really, it's just James Franco. I think it continues. Yeah, you, mm-hmm. It continues Fox being able to get me excited for anything that's not main X Men stuff. Yeah, like Dark Phoenix. What? Who cares? Multiple <laughs> right. man movie with James Franco. Sign me up. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm sure th- I'm. I can't wait. Maybe he'll direct it too. Yeah, that would be cool. Yeah, that would be very cool. But we'll have to wait and see what happens there. Uh, the last news story we'll get to very quickly. We got a title for the sequel to Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, a movie that will have, I would assume, no Fantastic Beasts, but the movie is called Fantastic Beasts, The Crimes of Grindelwald. Mm-hmm. We also got a cast photo yep. or GIF. I guess, yeah. I guess J.K. Rowling invented GIFs, right? Is that true? I mean, when you think about it, in the Harry Potter universe, photos move okay. on kind of like a loop type of a deal. I think she created the GIFs. Huh. Well, anyway, this title is dumb as heck. Yeah. No, I thought I thought Fantastic Beasts was a spinoff series about Newt Scamander, and he was going to go on a journey that flushes out the Pottermore universe. Mm-hmm. But you know what? This is actually just a, a ham-fisted prequel. prequel. Yep. Which I'm pretty sure we both said in our review mm-hmm. that, all right, I'm excited for a second one and because they announced those four sequels. Yeah. All right, you can get me on board if we're sticking to Newt Scamander's story. I just don't want to see this become a Harry, po- a Harry Potter prequel. Right. And this is exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, we see the cast photo. We see Newt. We see um, um, Watterson, Catherine Watterson back yep. when we see the two other people who I can't think of that Dumb- were like were Jude Law's Dumbledore not, and not Jude, the, oh. from the first movie um, 
like the uh, the the Muggle, whatever is called, whatever they're called. Yeah, uh, uh, that gosh. guy. Yeah, and he's great. I don't Catherine Watterson's uh, like friend, mm-hmm. like that that love relationship that they had there. Yeah, whoever they are, I can't remember their names, but they're back in the photo. But that's it. Everybody else in this movie is like new characters. Zoe Kravitz is there. Zoe Kravitz too, is there, but she's like hooking up. It looks like with Newt's brother. Callum Turner. I, I don't understand. Like they're there holding hands. And I was like, I thought, whew, I thought you guys were like really serious about each other, but mm-hmm. now are you, are, is she hooking up with your brother? Well, That's yeah. weird. I don't know. Um, we Ezra Miller's back as well, mm-hmm. even though he was a giant black Cloud. something right at the last end of time. time. Right. Looks like he's made a friend as well. We have Jude Law. That's cool. Mm-hmm. But I miss Colin Farrell. Well, Colin Farrell wasn't... I wish Colin Farrell was there instead of... Johnny Depp? Johnny Depp. Yeah, you know what? I mean, there's a lot... Yeah, yeah, there's... I didn't really talk about it in the review of uh, Murder on the Orient Express, but I'm done with Johnny Depp Yeah. as an actor and, you know, person, I suppose. Yeah, so that was... I was like, eh, I don't need that. And yeah, the title's just stupid. I was like, eh, I'm... As somebody who hasn't seen the previous Harry Potter movies, it doesn't get me interested and I don't understand why Fantastic Beasts has to be at the front of this. Right. Call, it's, call it's, this Harry Potter, The Crimes of Grindelwald, because it's not going to be a Fantastic Beasts adventure. Yeah. Because exactly. they're all taken in, right? Right. He captured them all back up. So that title literally has no influence on the movie. I'll say this. I'm still anticipating this movie. And if the sequels turn out to be that Newt Scamander just kind of is there for all these big significant events that happened in the Pottermore universe, and the next one is totally unrelated, you know, I mean, it's related, but it's like a, a fle- an inflex point mm-hmm. in the Harry Potter universe, and that's sort of, he's just kind of like, he's there, and he gets to see it, and he kind of just writes about it, and he kind of, he's the stenographer of these events. Right. I could get, I could get with that. But really? You'd be yeah. okay if he was just sidelined and. Well, he's he's there and he's just kind of like you know zigzagging through this main story. Uh, that's fine. Okay. But I am. But I will say this: I'm still super disappointed. This isn't just about showing us other places yep. that haven't been seen before. Because that was the pull of New York. Mm-hmm. But we're we were there for two yeah. days and then we're on a boat back. Yeah. What are things like over in Russia? Or yeah, China, exactly. or any place in Africa, exactly. or Brazil, South America, Australia, right? Antarctica's probably got something, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> just travel all the way around the world and go to different places. Exactly, but no, but no. And uh, if I wasn't really excited for Deadpool two at this point, I'm not really excited for Fantastic Beasts two, even more so. Yeah, I hear you. So, but at least 2018's got some other good movies. So uh, we'll uh, we'll see what we got next year as we close out this year. And this is the end of this episode. And next week, Josh, what are we going to be back with? Coco? Yeah. Awesome. Great. Uh, people are crying over it. People mm-hmm. are saying it's one of the most heartfelt Pixar movies since Toy Story and since Inside Out. Which is so crazy. What, that is a high bar. But I've never had a Pixar movie set a high bar a review or people talk about a Pixar movie, give it a high bar and then not, not have it met. It. It's always exceeded what mm-hmm. people have related to. Right. So, yeah, I mean like inside out, it was getting great reviews. I was like, all right, I'm sure I'll like this movie. And I was like, man, this movie is just so mm-hmm. freaking good. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I mean, Pixar is incredible. Uh, <laughs> well, <yeah>. not <laughs> literally and 
figuratively yes. or literally and actual literally i don't know how you that analogy works pixar got, is incredible pixar has incredible yes yeah okay there we go and we saw a teaser for incredibles too that's right that literally doesn't do anything but it's cool yeah we're getting we're, we're getting there mm-hmm. we're getting a movie which is cool and uh hopefully coco is the next in a line of very very solid uh pixar movies yep and p- pick them back up after cars three so uh, if you enjoyed this episode, because this is the end, and you're going to return next week for Coco, uh, please subscribe, share, retweet, and more. Plus, or iTunes gives us a five-star review with comments on what we did uh, well and what we can improve on to keep you guys listening. Uh, during our time away, be sure to touch thoughts on everything you covered. Buy us at Friends of Film. We use for updates on the podcast, movies, and more. You can find Percy on Twitter at MovieCooper and Coops underscore Hoops. And you can get at me, Josh, at just Josh Hoover. Right. And thanks again for tuning in to the Friends Film Podcast, Josh. Thanks for stopping in, everyone. And be sure to return next week for our review of Coco. <laughs> <laughs>